China has made eight rocket launches since October, putting satellites into orbit. One researcher says the satellites, which are probably used for military reconnaissance, are not specifically aimed at Taiwan. While they are not likely part of a larger space strategy aimed at competition with the U.S., Taiwan should still take actions to defend against reconnaissance and electronic warfare, the researcher says. China on Sunday launched satellites into orbit from its launch site in Sichuan province's Xichang City. The rocket carrying the satellites passed through outer space outside the atmosphere over the southwest of Taiwan proper. Jiuquan Satellite Launch Center carrying the Mr. Sat 2 satellite into orbit. China has conducted eight rocket launches in the past two months from launch sites in Sichuan, Gansu, and Guangdong provinces. Their paths have been over the South China Sea and Taiwan's southwestern airspace. Sometimes they have been over Taiwan proper, all while in outer space. One researcher says China is engaging in a space race with the U.S. China is launching a large number of rockets to compete with the United States for control of space. The satellite launches are not aimed at Taiwan, but are part of China's overall space strategy. However, what deserves attention is that the satellites at launch this time are from the Yaogan 39 series of satellites. It used one rocket to launch three satellites at the same time, which have different sensing capabilities, including synthetic aperture radar, visible light, invisible light and electronic sensing, which are capabilities used for military reconnaissance. The researcher said that although the satellites may not be specifically for spying on Taiwan, measures should be taken to defend against China's electronic warfare efforts. The DPP's vice presidential candidate Xiaobi Kim on Sunday campaigned in Kaohsiung for the first time. At the event, she joined DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde to discuss the economy and human rights, saying that only the DPP could protect the interests of Taiwanese. Lai, for his part, warned against pro-China opposition politicians, saying that Taiwan must not face the same fate as Hong Kong. DPP vice presidential candidate Xiaobi Kim on Sunday was in Kaohsiung attending a campaign event. We will ensure everyone can stand up and be proud, and that regardless of whatever difficulties Taiwanese face on the world stage, that we can hold our heads high and walk with grace. DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde later took to the stage after making his way through heavy throngs of supporters for close to 20 minutes. Just now, it took lawmaker Lai Rei Lung and I so long to get through the crowd of supporters that I could have driven to Tainan in the same amount of time. Sunday was Human Rights Day and Lai seized on the opportunity to remind supporters of the sacrifices that were made to achieve the democracy that Taiwan enjoys today. He spoke about Hong Kong democracy activist Agnes Chow, who recently fled to Canada. <laughs> After Agnes Chow was released from prison, she took the opportunity to flee to Canada. The Chinese government responded by announcing that she would be wanted for life. She's very disappointed and has said that she won't return to Hong Kong for the rest of her life. Taiwan can't follow the same path as Hong Kong. We can't end up with a home that we can't return to. Lai reiterated that Taiwan can't follow in the footsteps of Hong Kong. 
He also said that calls from the opposition candidates to restart talks on a services trade agreement with China would destroy Taiwan's economy. That agreement was already proven a failure during former President Ma Ying-jeou's time in office. If that agreement is signed, it will be very awful for Taiwan's economy. It would allow the Chinese to open shops along every alley and street in Taiwan. Lai reiterated the DPP's stance that Taiwan must not increase economic reliance on China and blasted opposition candidates for supporting Beijing's one-China policy. Taiwan's stock market has recently surpassed Hong Kong's for the first time in 30 years, and currently the gap is widening. Financial analyst Xie Jinghe said in a Facebook post that players in Hong Kong's economy were doing their utmost to improve. But the situation was still declining, and Hong Kong had returned to economic conditions before the 1997 handover. In addition, foreign investors are continuing to sell Hong Kong real estate as they withdraw from the Chinese territory. Let's hear what some other analysts have to say. The current problems with the Hong Kong stock market include capital outflows, financial industries, real estate and Chinese capital. There are probably problems with each one. Hong Kong does not have Taiwan's semiconductor-related industries, and we are optimistic about how AI will further boost Taiwan in the future. Taiwan happens to be an important supply chain for AI, so the gap between the two bourses is getting wider and wider. The Hong Kong stock market is still facing adjustments relating to domestic demand. From the perspective of overall real estate and from the perspective of industrial competition, semiconductor industries are concentrated in Taiwan and have a leading edge, so there is a chance this gap can be maintained. Experts say that Taiwan, with its strength in semiconductors, is attracting more foreign investment. And the Taiex has officially surpassed Hong Kong's Hengsheng. The gap is continuing to widen, with the Taiex now over 1,000 points ahead of the Hengsheng. Hong Kong pop diva Karen Mok is celebrating her illustrious 30-year career here in Taipei. She's holding an exhibition showcasing photos, concert mementos, videos, music and installations. Over very own Stephanie Yang spoke to Mok to learn more about her exhibition and her plans for the future. Fans applaud and snap photos as Karen Mock makes her arrival. Mock is a renowned actress and two-time Golden Melody Award winner. Over her 30-year career, Mock has released over 30 music albums. She's back in Taiwan after five years. I made today's Taipei event possible through sheer willpower. Fans have always wanted me to come. I kept on wanting to come to Taipei. As I prepared for today, I worked with my former colleagues at the hotel. It felt like old times in Taiwan, like how it was when I first came here. It feels exactly the same. The bond between us has not changed either. Many fans lined up to catch a glimpse of Mok. Some have been fans since high school. The first concert I ever attended was Karen's. We are wearing her sportswear today. I have missed her so much. 
I've been listening to her song since high school. I hope she can come again to hold concerts and meet and greets. 2023 is the 30th anniversary of Mok's debut. To celebrate, she was holding a pop-up exhibit in Taipei. The exhibition features Mok's concert mementos, such as her notebook from previous tours, as well as posters, CDs, photos, videos, music, and installations. The exhibition also focuses on her activism work in animal rights and environmental protection. Many of the objects center on her memories in Taiwan. Each exhibition has its unique elements, and for Taipei's exhibition, I chose memories related to Taiwan. I spent a lot of time looking through the news and photos and reminiscing. During my initial time in Taiwan, there were cosmetic advertisements, and then later there were motorcycle commercials. Of course, some of the music videos I filmed are also very memorable. I especially cherish the clothing from movie or photo shoots from MVs. If I can keep the clothes, I always do. My collection is very well maintained. Taking them out after all these years is just like, wow, they look brand new. Mock has been busy with a variety of projects, including a new movie. She revealed that she won't be doing long concert tours in the future. Instead, she's planning massive concerts that incorporate high-tech. It has been 30 years, so I thought I had to celebrate it somehow through this exhibition through Asia. There may be some performances for next year, but they will not be the intensive tours I did before. I will no longer do large-scale tours because I will hold massive concerts in the future. I want to add some new technologies such as live streaming or holograms. The idea is not just to entertain the audience at the venue, but to share the experience with people around the world. Mock hopes to continue to engage and delight her fans with her pop-up exhibitions across Asia. The Taipei event will be held till December 24th at Taipei Xingyi Elite. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Yen Kai in Taipei. The Taipei city government on Sunday held its first Rubik's Cube competition, drawing nearly 500 junior high school and primary school students. Don't underestimate the Rubik's Cube. Their eyes need to see the colours while their brains process the logic and speed of their movements. I hope to foster interdisciplinary and integrated learning qualities in the students. The deputy mayor of Taipei said that Rubik's Cubes can be of help in cultivating students' computational thinking and spatial conceptions. Students can think about multiple solutions and make adjustments as they go along through independent learning. They also get to learn patience, problem-solving skills and creativity. The World Medical Association, the globe's largest professional doctors' organization, has long supported Taiwan. In 2021, it passed a resolution supporting Taiwan's return to the WHO and its participation in the World Health Assembly. On Sunday, three leading figures in the organization took part in a medical forum in Taiwan, where they praised Taiwan's outstanding performance in the medical field and reiterated support for the nation. In order to show their strong support for Taiwan, three key leaders in the World Medical Association, its President, Secretary General and Chair of Council, came to take part in a forum where they praised Taiwan's outstanding contributions to global medical care. Taiwan Medical Association is one of the um, valuable members that we have within the association. Um, they have been active contribution 
contributing with their input to many of the uh, discussions. Of course, we're always an open hand and we want to support the Taiwanese Medical Association for whatever they do in their activities, either nationally or internationally. Taiwan has a very excellent primary care structure and Taiwan has shown an excellent pandemic response, far better than most other countries. So it is just ridiculous that Taiwan doesn't have a meaningful participation in WHO and this must be changed. The association is affirming Taiwan's status in the field of international medical care and is taking the position that Taiwan should not be excluded from international organisations. This year, the association and the Taiwan Medical Association jointly hosted the International Symposium on the Global Health Security and Medical Care System. The focus was on climate change, a common challenge faced by the world. Surely it will be climate crisis near in future. Uh, and especially for the Taiwan. But Taiwan is uh, luckily, uh, fortunately, have uh, set the last year the pathway to the net zero emission by 2050. So thank you for the uh, Taiwanese efforts. The World Medical Association particularly supports Taiwan and even sends a letter every year to the WHO saying they hope that this outstanding student won't be left outside the classroom. Today we are jointly hosting this international symposium that is being attended by the World Medical Association's President, Secretary General and Chair of Council. They were all collectively present to show their utmost support for Taiwan. The Taiwan Medical Association has actively promoted international exchanges and cooperation for years and has gained international support. The World Medical Association in particular has spoken up for Taiwan for many years and in 2021 issued a resolution in support of Taiwan's participation in the WHO. Today we take you to meet Luo Yan, who represented Taiwan in the Miss Globe, the world's oldest major international beauty pageant. Luo won Best National Costume and first runner-up in the head-to-head -head category. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang spoke to Luo about her road to the Miss Globe. Wearing a long gown, this is Miss Globe Taiwan 2023, Luo Yan. In November, she represented Taiwan in the Miss Globe beauty pageant and won Best National Costumes. Lo donned a gown that was inspired by Mulan. This is the first time Taiwan won the event title in 23 years. The Miss Globe, they want us to, to share what is our favorite princess and also to share what we think about uh, our advocacy. So when I go deep down in me, I want to search who's, which princess uh, I most um, feel very how, resonate with her, and it's Hua Mulan. She, she was not a normal princess. She, for me, is very like a fighting spiritual. So I resonate a lot with her because I went to Albania to foreign country to attend uh, as Miss Taiwan and to share Taiwan. So it's like when she was preparing to go on a fight and same as me, I was preparing myself for sharing Taiwan and in my mind of winning the crown. Yeah, so it, it was all the fight soul, fighting soul that I resonate with her. Lo was also the first runner-up in the pageant's head-to-head -head challenge. Beauty queens were asked questions about their advocacies. Lo competed against Miss Laos, Miss Thailand, and Miss Hawaii. She said she wants to use her platform to encourage women to be confident, loving, and positive.
So they go one by one and ask you, what is your advocacy? What, what, uh, what is sports? What sports means to you? Because uh, this year, Albania win the, the best sport city. When they give me 555, it was very encouraged for me. It was like, yes, I did something great. I, I honor my nation. I honor Taiwan. Searching for myself, what is my advocacy? What I want to learn from this, this uh, pageantry. So uh, as the time goes, uh, I realized that Taiwan's women, all of us, we always has frame on us, uh, traditional Chinese frame on how women should react in what age that should get married. And also we, uh, we bring value to our family, uh, our country, our nation for, by, by marriage. So I want to use this stage to show that woman can bring honor to her family, to her nation, by just standing on stage and showing their confidence and uh, sharing unlimited love, spreading positivity. And one of the most beautiful places that I would like to introduce is here. Taiwan Orchids Plantation. During the pageant, she showcased Taiwan's culture, presenting Taiwanese tea and Taiwanese moon blocks. Besides wanting to promote Taiwan, she's also passionate about environmental protection. Because I was born in Chile, so Taiwan for me, I, I did all my education in here. Taiwan for me is really home to me. I, I have... I build all my knowledge in here. So when it comes to me to share uh, Taiwan, it always comes with like a good food and a good uh, hospitality. For me, Taiwan people is really warm. So I will say that to every of my friends to come to Taiwan, to taste Taiwan food and to just enjoy all the sightseeing places, go hiking because Taiwan, when uh, Holland people, Spanish people, they came, they say, Taiwan Formosa. So I just want them to experience this. Love is by giving. Love is worldwide. I'm the Miss Globe Taiwan 2023. Lo spent two years preparing for the pageant. She focused on perfecting her catwalk and her oratory skills. Kind of I did everything and in every moment that every spare time that I have, I was uh, training myself in the in my home, I was like uh, pushing the the tables, the chairs, just to make a pathway for me to imagine, like for me to imagine that I am on stage and I'm facing a lot of guanzhong, uh, uh huh, and imagine that I'm walking and doing the catwalk, and it's a pageant catwalk. It's not like a fashion catwalk. So we also have. Uh, teachers from Miss Taiwan who is teaching us. And I remember that I took a lot of, a bunch of videos and then sent them to the teacher of our organization. And she, she just give the feedback and adjust my movements. And also for the vocal for my presentation, I remember I did at least 
hundred times of practice just to memorize and inhale all the words and just feel comfortable with them so when then I go on stage I can just enjoy the stage not to not need to worry about if I forgot any words uh, if I do the wrong step <laughs> 除了选美也可以变得很运动哦。Lo grew up in Chile and moved to Taiwan when she was 11 years old. She is now a junior studying physical education at Furen Catholic University. She started playing tennis as a child and pursues a healthy approach to beauty. When asked about her goals after the pageant, she says she hopes to play tennis for Taiwan at the World Masters Games 2025. She also hopes to attend more international pageants to spread positivity and share Taiwan with the world. I love Taiwan. Taiwan te amo. Taiwan. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Tsai Mingzhen in Taipei. The Kyoto Tachibana Senior High School Band, known as the Orange Devils, is back in Taiwan. On Sunday, the band marched along Kaohsiung Shidai Boulevard, performing for onlookers. The boulevard was packed with people who came to watch the band play five songs in a thrilling 20-minute performance. The band was a hit when they performed at last year's National Day celebration, and fans were excited to see them return for another week of performances. 